0: You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, Pastor Josh finished preaching through Romans chapter 14 and talked about Paul's instruction regarding not being a stumbling block or hindrance to other Christ followers. Our conversation today centers around this issue, and we're answering questions like, What is the difference between a stumbling block and a hindrance? What does it practically mean to walk in love with other believers? And How do we reconcile or make decisions about what is right or wrong on things that Scripture is unclear about? I think you'll find the discussion full of practical help today on After the Message. Well, hey everybody. Welcome to the podcast this week. Good morning. Hey, hey Mike. Mike. How are you? We are great. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great. Doing you look great. great. You have your headphones on different. I know. You're should wearing we all, it like a Should beard. we all be doing that? <laughs> I just, no, no. I just, you know, just, just, just trying to keep everyone to guessing. Yeah. You know, I yeah, figured a minute ago, Chase was staring around the room aimlessly. And so I thought <laughs> I'd just put my headphones on different. He's trying to make us better. Yeah. Anyway, now it's good to be here uh, today on the podcast. We've got Sean Selman, uh, Josh Braddy, Preston Crow, and Lauren Sisko, Cisco, our preschool Ooh, director, the resident expert the today, and uh, of course, as always, Chase Hammock in our producer's seat. And uh, so, Chase this- is...
1: Let's defer all questions to Lauren this morning. I How wish this that?
0: were live, where people
2: could like directly text Lauren questions as we're talking. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be really great. <laughs> that would be great.
0: That would be great. <laughs> it'd be, hey, it'd be the uh, stump Lauren Cisco episode. There you go. Ooh, in the room? we're live. We could text her questions. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I'm you guys be. work on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she's saying nothing. This. <laughs> Yeah, like she really a is in the room block. There you go. <laughs> you the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I think you we're intentionally. This is, this is more this. hindrance. That is that is good segue to <laughs> the <right>. topic. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so everybody have a good weekend. How was the weekend before we
1: jump into the hmm. to the it was, stuff? it's good. Weekend yeah. was good. We had, yeah. So I I got to experience a new thing. Um, my sons have gotten into pickleball. Oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. I wanted to play that. So a lot of fun. becoming a big thing. So, I, I heard you don't have to run as much as tennis. That's correct. <laughs> well, then I'm in. <laughs> I like it. Um, it's like a giant game of ping pong. A little bit. Huh? So, like, right. I'm not but very good at ping pong. I don't know. It's, like it was fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Did they play like, like tournament style or? Oh yeah, game? we we did like a tournament last night. It had like Whoa. 16 people that came out. Like eight teams. And, came out where? Is there a pickleball? where do you? So do you Lake Caroline. Her- Lake Yard? Carolina. Like my son. Invited a bunch of his friends, and I was like, "Hey, can I play?" And of course, they let the old guy in. Did and you so, dominate? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no,
2: Do you play it so. on a tennis court? It's just different rules, or do yeah, play it's
1: a little, it? it's uh, some different lines. Okay, yeah, little, little different, a little different. rules. It's a smaller yeah, so. court smaller court and lower net i think and lower right? net that's mm-hmm. right in, in case you safe. want to jump it at the end it's, it's a lot of fun for court. old people i would encourage you guys like yeah go try it out it's a it's it a fun, like
0: my speed it's a fun i game. say we have a after the message pickleball tournament all right that's great Ooh. next staff retreat it's happening yep. there you go
1: i have um, a portable net Ah, so there, there you go, go. so very so right. hey, good it can happen
0: i think Let's we should do it well um so romans 14. Romans 14, it was. Yes. Yeah. The, the last half of it. The last so, half of it. Yeah. Which um, which was kind of a continuation of the first half, but... <laughs> that's um, usually how the yeah, <laughs> last that's, half that's, goes. That's, that's really how those ch- chapters... <laughs> yeah. So a lot of uh, similar conversation this week. Um, yeah. I, again, I, I just... I don't know what it is about this chapter, but I've just found it really, mm-hmm. uh, really really helpful and practical. Yeah. Um, and so... And I, I thought, Josh, uh, just jumping right in... Uh, Lauren already mit- mentioned our being a stumbling block to her, or hindrance, rather. <laughs> um, you know, I thought you did a really great job of uh, explaining the difference between a stumbling block and mm-hmm. a hindrance, because it, it's just a casual reading of that, that sure. verse. It's like, he's kind of saying the same thing two right. times, yep. um, but, but you explained it in a way that, that really brought some nuance to it. Sure. Yeah. And then
3: simplicity, stumbling block is, is this idea of unintentional. Um, you're you're causing somebody to to have a conflict of conscience, um, and hindrance would be the opposite. It would be very intentionally you want them to wrestle with what they have. What, some I think there's a nuance also there of um, if if I'm thinking through why would somebody intentionally do that? I think there's uh, a very helpful air quotes way of doing that. Thinking. I can, if you're weaker, if, if Paul's using this language of weaker faith, stronger faith, mm-hmm. I can help you become stronger in your faith by helping you face your fears. Um, and so this would be the the fixer mentality when you're a hammer and that makes everything else a nail. So in your good effort, it's going to cause a lot of carnage and chaos, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then the other hand, and I think this is the more sinister side and probably where, where that first one lives, it's just dressed up a little bit better in the first one. It's in our pride and arrogance where we say, uh, I don't really care what you think. I know it's going to offend you, and I'm I'm free, and mm-hmm. I am I'm open for this, and I don't have a conviction about this. So I'm so sorry that you feel that way. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Um. And so that would be more of a hindrance where you intentionally put that there. You intentionally do that thing, or you intentionally don't remove that thing because you just don't care.
0: Yeah. So it, yeah, and I think that's. I mean, for me, that was really really helpful uh, nuance, and uh, I, I think as we were talking about in our life group, uh, this came up, and, I, and so everybody kind of agreed that, you know, it's it's really easy to get your head around the hindrance thing, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's because we're all really good at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, um, but the, the, the idea of a stumbling block just seems really uh, a lot more nuanced. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you read that passage, it says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. And so the question that came up in our group was, hey, well, if we're supposed to decide never to put a stumbling block in front of anyone and a stumbling block by its very nature is inadvertent, like right. I don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. I'm doing it, mm-hmm. right. like how can we never do that? So it's a great question Mm -hmm. to which Sean Selman had a fantastic (laughs) answer. So
1: I think, um, I think one of the things that comes back to um, even in this passage, we're talking about a meal Mm -hmm. sitting around the table. And what was the purpose of that? And, you know, as brothers and sisters in Christ, they weren't just sitting around the table to remember, but also to get to know one another. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's in the conversations, right? Um, I could, um, based on my conscience, when I have something that comes in conflict, just get up and leave the table.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I don't want to engage in... Con- I don't want to know you any deeper. I don't want to know you any more than I, than I know you now. And I think it has more to do with Paul is saying, hey, we need to have conversations with one another so that when I do inadvertently put a stumbling block in front of you, mm-hmm. well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the why. Let's talk about what, what are your core convictions? Why did you get there? How did you get there? Um, and, and it's about really keeping that conversation open so that we're building unity mm-hmm. in the body of Christ and for the glory of God. I, I think that's really key to this is that, is that we have to, we'll say it like this, to know and be known. Mm. Like we have to engage one another as brothers and sisters in Christ to understand one another and to, to work through how we navigate life together. That's right. Yeah. Um,
2: and I think there's a courage that goes along with that because, sure. you, you know, if you're the guy in the room that's like, I am less comfortable. Everyone else here seems to be comfortable. I'm not. Uh, to feel that there's a safety and a trust and I can bring that up and we can talk about it, that that can be a scary thing. if right. There's not already a, a sense of unity in there.
3: That's right. That's great. So as far as like active and passive knowing and being known by each other. Mm-hmm. So so I'd say the passive route, would, in my opinion, would be more, I'm just observing you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm observing what you do, what you don't do, what you have said, what you have, have not said. But the active side would be the intentional of, hey, I need to ask you some really good mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. or I need to ask you some difficult questions, or questions that are going to be kind of tense. And, and I think um, everybody in this room does a great job of this, but I would say that the person in my life that does this the best is probably Neil Marsh. Yeah. Um, and he's not here for us to make fun of him today. So sadly, uh, we're not going to do that. But uh, for him, like he has a line. And so maybe you're sitting here listening to this podcast or you're you're trying to consider, okay, well, how can I actively engage? Like if I feel convicted, so I guess that would put you in the weaker category. Um, if, if we're using this scenario here, how can the weaker brother or sister speak into someone who has a, a stronger faith, but not be intimidated, but do such in a way that, that is going to bring unity and not more division. Mm-hmm. And so I remember a time, it was early on, um, I've been at Broadmoor almost three years, June will be three years, um, and, and I wasn't here three months yet. And um, I can't remember what I did. I'm sure I've done a lot and I will continue yeah. to do a lot. But it was something that that seemingly offended Neil mm-hmm. uh, and and he he never never tipped his hand like I could never observe his <laughs> right. posture or right. body language and everything was fine and we we went to a funeral together and we were we had about a thirty minute ride back and we were riding back and we got in the truck and he just turned to me and he said, Hey, can I give you some feedback? I was like, Oh, I've never had anybody <laughs> tell me that before. Like, is he going to yell at me? Yeah. Is he going to scream? Like, what? Are we about to throw down? What's right. going to happen in this truck? He goes, Hey, you said this thing and it hurt my feelings and. I just I just want you to know me a little bit better and here's why I want you to know a little bit about where I am and mm-hmm. where I come from. And from that moment legitimately from that moment I feel mm. like our friendship only got stronger and continues yeah. to go stronger because he let me into his life to know him. Right. Um and so I, and now I am keenly aware not not like he is uh, a China doll and, and can't can't be – has to sit in the cabinet and not, not be okay. touched. But in the sense of, man, that's a brother that, that has allowed me to know him, mm-hmm. uh, and he wants to know me, and our friendship is all the more better for it. And mm-hmm. so just that phrase, hey, can I give you some feedback, um, coming from him to me was a game changer for our friendship almost three years ago. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's good and active knowing when you want to mm-hmm. know somebody. That's good. Yeah. I love that visual,
2: too. I can just see Neil locking the door of the truck. <laughs> I couldn't get then out. And turning to you. And <laughs> he already started going. Like, I couldn't run. <laughs>
0: uh, so, well and, and, I, and I love where we're going with this because, I mean, it, it really is, uh, you know, we're talking about walking in love with people mm-hmm. and, and walking in, in community mm-hmm. because the very next verse, um, you know if if your brother is grieved by what you eat you are no longer walking in love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh and so the idea of being in community with one another really seeking to understand um so that we can uh you know we can participate or uh or or understand what might offend uh, a weaker brother uh, here's a question that just came to mind as you were talking mm-hmm. Josh uh this is <laughs> this is really crazy and random What if the weaker person actually is the stronger person?
3: Oh, the paradox. I love it. So,
0: you know, like, what if, what if, what if as a weaker in this Mm -hmm. context, I see you doing something that really you shouldn't be doing, you feel freedom to do, but you shouldn't do, but you shouldn't do. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah.
3: All right. So that, that brings up a grander question. Um, But I, I like where you're going with it because there's, there's this idea of, okay, what and I think, Sean, you asked this question coming in. What makes something right or wrong? Yeah. Like, like you know? What gives something yeah. the, the narrative of, of strong in the faith or weak in the faith uh, and not sinful and unsinful? Mm. Yeah. Um, and so you you may get around a lot of people who feel okay in their sin, and they just do it freely. And you walk in and you feel convicted because it's sinful, and they look at you as a weaker brother. But to your point, Mike, in reality... They're, they are the severely weaker brother, mm-hmm. um, because just because consensus says something is okay, if the Bible differs from that or tells a better story or a different story, yeah. then, then the Bible is always going to, to triumph. So yesterday, I, I tried to make it clear, but I want to make it clear again, all of this, when it comes to living out our faith or when we have to understand or realize what is, what is right or wrong, what is sinful or not, the Bible gets to make that declaration, not us. Not our feeling, mm. not groupthink, not culture, yeah. not not the, the the spectrum of time moving forward. The Bible gets to make that declaration: has for always and ever, before, has now, and will always, forever into eternity. Yeah. Mm. Yes.
1: You had Can something I, you wanted to say. Do Sean, it. You got Sean it, really excited. excited out there, so. You got excited, Sean. So. Yeah. he got so, so excited he mimed. I love it. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to throw some big words out there. Yes, right? right. we missed you, yeah. Sean. as we would expect. So. Kind of in making um, right or wrong moral decisions, mm. um, you you basically and you hit on it. There's kind of three camps: mm-hmm. uh, deontological, oh yes, teleological, mm-hmm. and relative and, or relativism, and paleological. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, that's, that's something different. <laughs> Paleontology. <Are> we doing <laughs> but, Jurassic Park. What are we but doing? but just so <laughs> let's start with the deontological. Uh-huh. is the whole idea that there's there's. Principles and virtues outside of us that is governing the decision, which will lead us back to your comment earlier. Right. Teleological means I'm basing a good or right decision based on an outcome, whether that be for what is best for a group of people, or we may go a more egotistical way of what's good for me. Yeah. And then relative, like relativism, is that whole idea of, um, I decide for myself mm-hmm. what is good and right, or what is right and wrong. Right, and so, um, and so for us as believers, what we say, right, what we say, is that ultimately, above all things, there's a principle, and that is God's word That's and right. God's truth is going to drive us and help us make decisions about what is right or wrong. However, mm-hmm. there are certain issues. That is not clear in God's word. That is correct, right? That is not a blatant right and wrong. There mm-hmm. are there are some things That's that right. are commanded by God mm-hmm. and outlined by God that this is right, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we get to those issues, I think that really, fourteen is speaking to of the issues of like it's it's a little unclear. Mm-hmm. How do we go about making decisions about those? I think it still comes back to we've got to dig into God's word. Yep. Like it has to be our base, it has That's to be right. our foundation. But then the Lord also asks us to call into play wisdom.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so which then plays into body of Christ. I mean we need other mm-hmm. believers around us to help us work through and think through not according to what we feel or what we want or what we desire, but according to God's truth. Mm-hmm. So I've got to be willing to dig and I've got to be willing to study. That's right. And I've got to be willing to weigh out what uh, what my life experiences are and if they line up with the truth. Mm-hmm. So so it's a, it's a really complicated thing, mm-hmm. but our fallback, our go-to first and foremost should be what does the truth of God's word say? That's right. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, and it's one of our values, we want to mm-hmm. always submit to that. No matter what we feel, or what our preference may be, yeah. so it's it's really it's really difficult, but at the same time, very clear on mm-hmm. some things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so that's absolutely just great, Lord. So, okay. so just if I heard you correct, come on, all right. So, there
3: there are two two realms when we look at the scripture. There there's absolute right and wrong. Like mm-hmm. God says, do these things or don't do these things. Mm-hmm. There's no negotiation. Um, right. There, there's not like, well, that was just 2000 years ago. Now it's okay to do these things. Or now it's, you don't need to do the things that they were used to be doing. But it's in the gray areas that we are living out that tension that you were just speaking right. to, right? Um, and I think the the next logical question that comes up, is, is there something that would allow us to defer? Like, in, in that moment, is there, is there a deference to to a certain people or a certain group or a certain idea. When we get to these areas where if you go back to the beginning of 14 and there is there are certain things that you can believe on one side wholeheartedly and believe something on the other side wholeheartedly and not be in agreement. Not at all. Not 1% right. agreement and still be right with God. Right. And so uh-huh. this this would be one of those areas that Paul brings up, the eating right. and the drinking. Um, because he would say the Jews, because of conscience, because they would say, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to eat meat surrendered to idols or drink wine that's been surrendered to idols, I have a conviction about that. I believe God is calling me not to do that. And so what Paul would say is that's yeah. that's right for you. For you, that
1: for you. is that's your right. conviction that's, a, that's exactly to go right. against it is, if is sin. if the posture's right, I think. Yeah, that's right. right. A, yeah. a hard so, posture.
3: Not uh-huh. not like God's gonna love me more, love me less. That's right but 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 just a true like in obedience to God's word because they they are they are mm-hmm. people who the old testament is their word right so that that's what they grew up with or at least the torah and so so they have it on this side but then you have the gentile believers over here that didn't have that and they would say well i have no conviction over that i be- right. I, I believe i can eat that and drink that and still be just as right with god where they don't agree they're still both safe in the grace of god mm-hmm. and so paul would speak to that and that's one of those great right. areas mm-hmm. So I think as we go forward, so maybe you're sitting here saying, Josh, make it clear one more time, or at least get get us moving in a direction of clarity. What do we do when we're gathered at a church function or we gathered as a group of, of God's people and we're there? And, and I believe something so strongly and this other people believe something so strongly. The Bible is unclear on what is the most right or what is the most wrong. And it feels like we're still okay with God. How do we live in that world together, that tension together? Well, to tip our hand a little bit at, at chapter 15, where we're going next week, Paul's going to say the strong in the faith need to defer to the weaker in faith, um, not, not deferring to help them catch up, not deferring to help them get better in their faith, but to understand for the sake of the gospel work, we are better together than we are divided. And well, so we need to make sure that what we're doing is that. Go ahead, Lauren Cisco. Uh, I heard on a the
2: voice. stage.
0: I uh,
4: heard yeah. it. Now I was just gonna say for me it goes back to: Am I gonna be a hindrance yeah. for uh, someone yeah. else? That's and right. because I think at that point for me I'm gonna that's I'm gonna have conviction if if I if I choose mm-hmm. in the gray area as you were just talking about if I choose one way or the other and I know that I'm gonna be a hindrance then that's where I'm gonna be really convicted. So I think. If I've gone back to God's word, you know, and it's unclear, and I'm making a decision, I don't want to, I, because, like you said, I want to be around, to be be able to sit around the table with someone, yeah. and so I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want them to feel like they can't be at that table.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yes. That's right.
0: So, and this may seem like a like a there'd be an easy and simple answer to this, and maybe there is, but uh, I think it's worth asking. So if if the stronger defer to the weaker, Mm -hmm. does that mean only when they're around this weaker Mm. brother? Great question. Mm. Or sister? Or or does that mean always? Like, Mm. in all spheres, um, I'm not going to freedom when it's just them, right? So if I have no conscience, my conscience doesn't convict me. Mm -hmm. um, You have no conscience, Mike. (laughs) So, <laughs> so, did, I love it <laughs> it didn't kind of sound like I said that that's not what I meant but, um, but if, <laughs> if I don't have a conviction you know yes. uh, about something but yet some say mm-hmm. Preston you do mm-hmm. uh, do I abstain from that thing only when I'm around you or always mm. great question
1: so I would say um, one is it points us to a conversation that may need to be had Right, so help me help me understand you. Help mm-hmm. me understand where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, like to keep that conversation open, and then like so as I then travel through that conversation, I think Philippians offers us a really good, and I think it's a picture of the gospel where Paul also writes, "Let each of you look not only to his own interests, interest, right. but also to the interest of others." I mean, like he he even goes on in here and says we ought to consider one another more highly than ourselves, mm-hmm. and, and like it's it's a in doing so, it's not the whole idea of like okay, I, oh, man, I always have to give up this, you know, like I yeah. always we ought to have a I think a different shift in mindset. It's a it's a picture of the gospel. It's a picture of me dying to myself mm-hmm. so that something greater is accomplished, That's right? right so that Christ may be known, that that God may be glorified. And so um, so you see that picture in in really Paul's writings is this picture of what, is, what does it look like, mm-hmm. even within the body of Christ, to die to self so that something greater is accomplished and that greater being the glory of God. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so, yeah, I think, but I do think it all hinges on around the table with that person yeah. where I I converse with them and I ask Mm -hmm. them and I get to know them. Um,
3: All right. So can I ask you a follow-up question? Sure. So you spoke to that in the sense of when you're around them. What about when you're not? Say that. Are are you still free? Are you free to partake or do or not do the things that you feel freedom in when you're not around them? I would say yes.
1: And – unless mm-hmm. at some point your conscience changes about that uh, according yeah. to God's word. Yeah. Right. So I think part so of what I, what I always, heard you saying was yes,
2: but it also invites a deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. So like in yeah. Mike's illustration, yeah. that's right. It invites a conversation to Mike actually for him to come to me and say, Hey, I know that we differ on this. We've talked about that. What we haven't talked about is like, does it, does it, hinder you or bother you or whatever wording if I were to do this on my own apart from you does just you knowing that I do this Hmm. is that a hindrance Mm -hmm. versus I invite you over to my house and I do this while you're here like Hmm. help me to understand which is that deeper it's that deeper relationship of let's talk about this yes that's That's right right.
3: and a deeper look at your own life like it reminds me of Spurgeon um, and the stories that were told like this, this may be legend, but, but it is documented in the sense that, um, Charles Spurgeon, Prince of Preachers, um, was an avid cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people, you know, revered him in many different ways. And, and there was this story once of, he walks up on a young seminary student and the seminary student is smoking the cigar. And he, you know, in his big loud voice says, son, can you smoke that cigar for the glory of God? And the, the student being frazzled said, No, sir. And he said, Well give it to me, I can. And so he takes it and he smokes a cigar. And he was he was well known for his type of cigars that he loved. And and he was walking down a street one day and he looks and there's this giant poster with that cigar company with his picture on it smoking the cigar and says, The official cigar of the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon. And he said I cannot let that be the legacy that I live Mm. for. And he said that was the day that he quit smoking. Now, again, (laughs) I I don't know how accurate all of that storyline is, but I've read it in about three different, Mm. way different contexts of books. Um, But I think it it speaks to that, Mm -hmm. because at some point he said, I'm free to enjoy this, but I don't want to be known for this. Mm -hmm. I want to be known for something better, something more eternal. So when he goes on a little bit later and says the kingdom of god is not about externals like the things that we do the things that we 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 either are doing or are not doing that's not what the kingdom's about it's mm-hmm. about the 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 eternal things sure. right so mm-hmm. it's the righteousness and the peace and the joy uh-huh. in the holy spirit yeah. those are what we want to be yeah. known for and that's you're what elevating
2: certain values over i don't want to say over others a values of value mm-hmm. but um, you know if let's say i've got a value of i'm trying to get healthy so i'm going to work out or whatever and and then one of my kids gets sick and has to go to the hospital, and it's during my quote workout time. Well, I am right. going to the hospital. That's right, because there is a higher value. It's not that working out now is not a value, but it's there is mm. a higher value that trumps that one. Mm-hmm. And part of what I hear Paul saying is there are some things that you may you may be okay with, but there is this higher value that comes into play that you have to lean into.
0: Yeah,
1: yes, hey, I have a I have a curious question. This, so I didn't. I didn't Are ask you going to ask before. it to Lauren? You should I'm do. It. Ask He's looking Lauren. at Lauren. Boom! All so right, here when comes you when you, um, when you get into this thinking about preschoolers, how do I begin to help a preschooler understand even the concepts I'm talking about here? Like as far as making decisions about having conversations with their parents, those kinds of things. What, what would be some of your things that you go like just off the top of your head? I know I'm hitting you cold with this. Thanks, or, Sean. You're welcome. So what would you say
4: Well we talk a lot in in our preschool ministry and in our large group time especially um about God's word and so like I always want a preschooler to go back to the bible stories that they've heard and the scripture that we've memorized together mm-hmm. um like I want that I want that them to always think about those things first now mm-hmm. will they eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. But I would always, my hope and my desire, my prayer would be that they were, that they, that those are the things that they recall. Mm. Um, But I mean, I also want like their life group leaders and their parents to be places where they can ask questions and they can, those are people that they can go to um, and, and get their questions answered. And, And work on it and work on things together. So, you know, as a preschooler, I have a five-year-old and she's full of questions. And I feel like a lot of times she struggles with, even at school, making the right decision. Does she do something that another child in her class is doing that she probably knows is wrong, but she follows along Mm -hmm. because she's five? Mm -hmm. And or, you know, I remind her a lot, like make the right choice. Like you if you know the right choice, even if someone else is not making the right choice. You make the right choice. And we talk about why, you know, why would we do that? Why would we not just follow someone else that maybe is making a poor decision or maybe is being disobedient? And I I try to point her back to the truth of God's word um, because I don't want her. I don't want it to be for her performance based. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to have to please my mom or dad or I don't want I don't want to get in trouble, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like I want her to know that that it honors the Lord. When she makes the right decisions and when she chooses him, so I don't know. That's kind of what came. That might no, be that's answering good. your question.
0: A great that's word. really it's, good. It seems like that would be really interesting too, because because like a, a preschooler, is a very concrete thinker. Yes, know? yes. It, and it's it's black or white. It's very. Uh, you know, it's very concrete, and mm-hmm. and there's so much nuance that seems to go into mm-hmm. this yeah. sort of thing. And so, that's right. you know, as we as we age and get older, yeah. I mean, I think right. you know, there's there's a lot more nuance to be understood. Mm. Um, I, but I think you know, just thinking about how we lay a foundation yeah. right. for preschool, It's the beauty of a childlike faith. That's yeah. yeah. right. Yeah.
1: I think I think one additional thing I would say is, and this is probably the harder thing, and it goes into, uh, like I loved your illustration with Neil right mm-hmm. earlier. But there, there's something that we oftentimes don't talk about, and it's how do we feel? Mm-hmm. Like this – and so for even parents, like to discuss with your children, not only the – like here's what God's word says, mm-hmm. right? Or here's, here's something that we need to make a right choice about. Mm-hmm. But even inside of those moments that maybe they didn't make the right choice or they're trying to figure out how to make a decision mm-hmm. – to talk with your children about what they're feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. Are they scared? Mm-hmm. Are they are they happy about this? Are they sad? Oftentimes we don't we don't get into that to force the deeper while they're concrete thinkers, but to force the deeper, like more abstract kind of things that are very real to them. And helping helping a preschooler or a child understanding how to define what they're feeling mm-hmm. and what's going on inside of them so that we can actually steer them back to mm-hmm. the truth. I think that's, that's huge for us as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah. oftentimes we feel a certain way about something. That's right. And so to be able to talk about that and yeah. to discuss that openly yeah. with one another, I think is, is super helpful. I think so.
2: And I think even as our kids get older, being able to talk about, uh, you know, kind of go back to Paul saying, Hey, this is the Lord saying this. And then, where he says, "This is this is me speaking, not mm-hmm. the Lord." Right? He's differentiating there, and I think there are times where we can have conversations with our kids where we, we can be very clear: this is what Scripture says, like mm-hmm. word for word. This is it. Right. And here's here are other thoughts that are not scriptural. You can't put them at the same level right. of Scripture. But here's why I believe what I believe, taking Scripture into account and where I've landed on some things mm-hmm. to help them to be able to see: okay, that's not the the Lord says. But there's right. still wisdom. There's still principles. There's still, you know, examples in that that they can learn from, but helping them to differentiate uh, and, and maybe not differentiate, but hold those two things side by side mm-hmm. and gain
0: wisdom from both. Yeah, that's right. That's good. So uh, our, our time is winding down, but there's one more thing I think that would be great for us to just just talk about. Uh, you know, so we, we talked about how, you know, we need to walk with, in love, uh, you know, as we walk with other believers. Um, and we often talk about the need for community and, and, and being with one another and, and sort of encouraging one another through our uh, our spiritual walk. Um, but do we sometimes, uh, one of you brought this up, I think, earlier in a, in a our, our pre-recording discussion, uh, do we often place our desire to exercise freedom above our desire for community and friendship? Mm-hmm. So in other words... Mm-hmm. So I know that that's going to be an issue. So I'm not even going to be around you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I want to exercise my freedom. That's what's important to me. And uh and so I'm just not I'm not going to I'm not going to associate with you because you know, you you have some different conviction about mm-hmm. it. Um Yeah. I'm sure that I,
2: happens. I, I, I'm sure. It does. I think I brought that question up and I think it's it's a nuance maybe of the can you do something maybe in your own home or apart from that person? That you wouldn't do around that person, but it's it takes it a step further, I think, because you're now disengaging community with a person in order for you to be able to do the thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because I want to do this thing tonight, uh, I'm not going to invite you to dinner because I know that that might not sit well with you. So I'm going to do this, or I'm mm-hmm. going to rush you out of my house earlier rather than having the conversation, because the sooner mm-hmm. you get out, the sooner I can, I can do this thing. And, yeah. and I think it's just a heart check um, to, to ask yourself, what's going on inside of me right now that would, and again, back to values, it mm-hmm. would place my value of freedom to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use the word idolatry. I mean, if, if there's such a strong drive in that moment that I've got I've to get you out of my house mm-hmm. or not have you at my house so that I can do this thing, I think it forces us to look inwardly Mm -hmm. and go, what's going on in my heart right Mm -hmm. now? Unhealthy
1: Mm -hmm. need for that. Yeah, exactly. I think a simple question is just, am I valuing things more than people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm, that's good. I loved your example earlier just about the sweets or yeah. my, my mind was like, I have cookies to two step in my freezer, but <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough for you. And I really want some right <laughs> now. Right. So <laughs> get out of my house. So am I valuing the thing more than the right. person, yeah. which I think mm. takes us back to loving the Lord, your God, and then loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those chief things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some,
3: something I did not mention yesterday, just for the, Uh, I don't think it was the right time, but I do think it fits and it's worth a conversation at some point or at least pointing out um, when we get to heaven and it will only be by God's Mm -hmm. grace that we do so. Um, And and I think many different people from many different um, church backgrounds Mm -hmm. will also be in heaven, Mm -hmm. those who have put trust and faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. I think 14, chapter 14 will be a great indictment and 15 as we get into it, will be a great indictment on us not a celebration for the denominations that we have hmm. not not just around the world like i can understand a, a, the church being different in mississippi than it's going to be different in new york or church be different in america than it will be different in um, and, and Africa, right? So, so I can understand geographical differences. But when we get down to, there's a church on every corner because we can't get along or we like our way better than their way and we are legitimately saying, I like this preference more. I, uh. So for us to get along, to get along, I'm going to go there and you're going to stay here and if I hear something I don't like, I'm leaving you and going to where I, I best fit. Mm. There's something gross about that. There, mm. there's, some, there's something that's not holy there's, and we'll say, well, we are in we're in community with one another. we We're in unity. But for the sake of us not being able to, to get along or or believe, so we've separated. And this is even for a greater discussion for a whole nother day. I think we've separated at the great detriment of the kingdom advancement because I believe as we see spiritual gifts given in the scripture, I don't believe, I'm not a cessationist in the gifting. I, I believe that those gifts are still here today and they're used, should be in unity in the church for the advancement of the kingdom. But now we have segmented ourselves in those subgroups of the gifts, mm-hmm. so whether that's knowledge uh-huh. or tongues or prophecies mm-hmm. or, or or knowledge, like we'll say, mm-hmm. well, that's a if you if you speak in tongues, you need to go to the Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're if you're too heady in your faith, you need to go to the Presbyterian church. If you what like wherever, if if we've segmented ourselves, and I think we're going to see when we stand mm-hmm. in glory, mm-hmm. it will be at the detriment at the call that has been trusted to us, mm-hmm. and I hate that, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to fix that. I just know mm-hmm. it's there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's not good. It's not, it, good. That that was <laughs> it's not good. But we fight <laughs> for it. We've, it we a have a point. For not unity. a good thing. Yeah, so fight for unity. Um, <laughs> guys, great and ladies, sorry. Great discussion. Um, <laughs> really, really good. And uh, I, I, again, I said it at the beginning. I love this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. is just really, really challenging. Um, it seems so practical, uh, but still hard, hard to navigate and hard to mm. hard to think through and process. Um, so I hope that this podcast, for those listening, uh, we hope that this has just been something that's stirred up good thought and maybe further conversation with you and others that you're doing life with. And uh, we look forward to next week. And as we continue through the book of Romans and uh, we're winding down just a few yeah, more weeks, three more weeks. Yep. Awesome. So uh, it's going to be great guys. Thank you. Love you This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at My Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.